and welcome to the podcast for Wellness Warriors and Wisdom. I'm Ashley and I'm your host. Wow, it has been a minute since I recorded a podcast. I don't know where the time has gone. This summer has just been fun-filled and super busy in a lot of really great ways, I'm happy to say. And yeah, the last two months have literally just disappeared from my calendar. So I'm back. I am happy to bring you another fun fact filled episode. Today, I want to talk about touch, human touch specifically. And this has been a topic that has come up a few times lately. And I find it fascinating. And anytime I have questions or I think something is fascinating, I tend to do a little bit of research and a deep dive into um, all the, the things behind it that I believe are super fascinating and I nerd out about. So as a massage therapist, you would naturally think that I'm going to tell you that human touch is beneficial. Um, but what you don't know about me, or maybe you do if you know me, is that I love science and I love science-based research and evidence-based research. And human touch actually has had a lot of research and science proven facts gathered. So I worked, before I worked as a full-time massage therapist, I worked in women's health, so OBGYN. So when I started researching the benefits and good things about human touch, I thought, okay, I wonder at what age, like at what point do we develop like a true sense of our sense of touch? And I was actually really surprised at the answer. And I also thought it a little interesting that I worked for as long as I did in women's health, you know, with pregnant mamas for so long and did not come across these facts sooner. So I wanted to share this. So this information that I'm going to touch on is from UT Southwestern Medical Center, specifically written by Dr. Jamie Morgan. She's an OBGYN. And I just... I just find this fascinating. So touch, it's the very first of the senses to form. And that might not be surprising to some, it might be to others, but think about, you know, a baby in utero for a second. Like we're not talking about a baby that's been born. We're talking about baby, mama's still pregnant with the baby. Like this is where we're at. Starting around just eight weeks of gestation, eight weeks. Sometimes moms don't even know they're pregnant yet at eight weeks. The sense of touch initially begins then around the eight week mark. And most of those sensory development, you know, sensory receptor development happens in the face, specifically the nose and the lips. So then there's a progression that happens over the next few months during this baby's development. So the next part of the body that you start to see development for touch sensation is the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And that happens at 12 weeks. I mean, that blows my mind. And then at 17 weeks, just 17 weeks, 
they start having the sensation, you know, the, the touch sensation develop on the abdomen. This blows my mind because oftentimes we don't even know the gender of the baby yet. If you're following along how like traditional OBGYN without blood work and we're, you know, relying on like ultrasound, you know, genetics type thing. A lot of times at 17 weeks, you still don't know if you're having a boy or a girl not. Like you still don't know. So that blows my mind. Um, pain sensors. Like now, if you think about touch sensors, our ability to sense touch as a, you know, a fully grown human, as an adult, if you will, is vastly different than that of an unborn baby. It's a progression of development. So obviously they don't have the full array of the types of touch that we can experience as adults. Um, And one of those things is the pain receptors. So scans, like they've done, you know, research science scans on the brain to the unborn infants while they're still, you know, their moms are still pregnant with them. And according to those brain scans, the research shows that fetuses don't sense pain until around 30 weeks. Um, and so, and there's a lot of different things happening and developing in the body and the brain. Um, but by mid third trimester, the baby is able to appreciate all the types of different touch sensations that we would experience as an adult, including hot and cold and pressure and pain and tickle and like all this stuff is just crazy to me. Um, There's also other things, you know, that happen in utero, but we won't go into too much more depth about that. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about physical touch you know, as, as like a, we are a born human, you know, adults or even a child. Um, some fun facts that you probably have heard of or already know, or maybe you don't. So we bond as humans through physical touch. And sometimes even animals do this too. You can see this through other animal research. I've seen, you know, both human and animal research developed and published on this, but we bond with one another through physical touch and how we feel physical touch is through our skin. And the skin happens to be the largest organ of our body. And it sends the good and the bad and all the in-between sensations to your brain, hot, cold, danger, good, like all these things the skin is, you know, has the sensors there and they're picking up on it and it's shooting those messages to the brain to tell them what kind of touch it is. So when you are experiencing good touch, a pleasant sensation, like a hug, a massage, something like that, your brain gets the message that this is good and it releases a hormone, a chemical, and that hormone is called oxytocin. This makes you feel good. This helps kind of firm you up emotionally. It's the feel-good hormone that releases. It helps with those social bonds in a positive way, all while lowering stress, anxiety, and fear. Let's be real. Think about your life in the last 24 hours. How many people have you hugged or held hands with? 
or just had maybe a very um, good bond with, like physical touch. Maybe you got a massage. Maybe you held hands with someone walking through the neighborhood. Or maybe you didn't experience any of that and you didn't even realize until this very moment that you don't remember the last time that you had a positive human touch experience. So it's important. And I I have to say, you know, I, I like to keep things as positive as I can on this show, but I have to point out that there are, there is the flip side of that coin, of the touch coin, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, I'm talking about the good and what all it can do for you in a positive way and how we need it for, you know, human bonding and lowering stress levels and all this good stuff. But the body can also sense danger and alarm and help you go into that like fight or flight sensation and tap into the sympathetic nervous system where it's survival and touch can communicate to one another without words I just watched this documentary earlier today it's crazy so they had this guy sitting in a chair and he they had electrodes you know on his head to kind of help with a scan of sorts and the guy had his eyes tut or his eyes closed and there was a person that was given cue cards that would tell them how like they would show this person an emotion on a card like anger fear urgency calm peace happiness excitement, all these different arrays of emotion. And they had this person touch the man's arm, just like the forearm area, to try to communicate through their sense of touch the emotion that they were trying to convey. This man couldn't see. He couldn't, you know, tell anything else about the person that was touching him other than feeling that human touch. And it was wild, the results. And you could actually see, like, he could respond with what that person was trying to convey as far as the emotion through their human touch. So that's crazy to me. Like, that's some really neat, (laughs) really neat info on human touch. So with that being said, that proves how important it is with whatever touch you are receiving, that it be wholesome and pure and good all around and that you are not feeling in danger. You should be receiving positive touch from someone that you trust. And so I'm talking from a massage therapist perspective. You know, it's really important to me that my clients feel like they can trust me. And a lot of that trust building happens before I ever even put a hand on them. And it has to, it's necessary. Um, Even if I'm doing a chair massage event, like it's important to make eye contact with people, to engage with them in a trusting way. Your body language says a lot. Um, Listening is huge. If I go to the doctor, recently I went to a doctor's office and it was, I had been referred. I'm super, super picky about the doctors that I see or midwives, nurse practitioners, PAs. 
because I need someone to listen to me and to understand my approach to healthcare and not to just try to write a prescription and move on and not actually attack or, or apprehend the real problem they just instead of just masking it. So I'm very, very picky about my healthcare providers as I think everyone should be. And I was referred to a new doctor as a specialist, just as a like a one-time referral. And I very quickly realized that this healthcare provider was not used to listening to his patients. And it was unfortunate. He realized rather quickly that I have a healthcare background and that I currently work in healthcare. And part of that was based on the language that I used. Um, and once he realized that I'm a healthcare worker, he changed a little bit and paid a little bit more attention, which I appreciated that he paid more attention, but I also found it very sad and disgruntling that why couldn't I just be any other person with a different kind of job or background and be treated the same way? Um, and a lot, there's a lot to that in healthcare, as you guys know, like healthcare is very different in our world nowadays than it was even a few years ago. Um, but it made a huge difference. And also when I thought like this was a, an appointment that as a healthcare worker, I would assume that he would have put his hands on me somewhere to check out the problem and he never, ever touched me. And so I wondered after my appointment, he could be brilliant. He probably is brilliant. He's highly educated and decorated as a healthcare provider. Um, but how much do I trust him? Well, my natural instinct was to not necessarily be 100% trusting of him. And there was a few reasons for that. One, he he did make eye contact, but it was fleeting. Um, he never touched me. He didn't really listen to the fact that I wanted to find out the reason, the core reason behind the problem and go at it from that as opposed to just masking it with the medication. Um, and the fact that, you know, even after I'm having these conversations, like he still didn't even put his hands on me to check to see physically what the problem might be, I I was like, I wonder how different it would have been if he had come in, made good, healthy eye contact, sat down and listened to me before speaking and responded differently. And then if he had actually, after that, put his hands on me to see what, you know, to better assess the problem. I think I would have walked away with a better sense of care and a sense of trust. And instead I walked away wondering like, well, maybe this is something that I can do more research on my own. And, um, maybe he doesn't know the true method of helping to figure this problem out from its core because that's not how they're taught anymore. So anyway, I walked away feeling, you know, very contemplative about that session and I found it very interesting, which brought me back to human touch and um, the benefits of human touch and why it matters. And so when you are out there, like I, I saw during the last few years that 
I saw a very touch-starved population coming in to see me for massage. And sometimes I was the only person touching people um, because it was taboo at the time and deemed unsafe during a time. And, you know, everybody was trying to do what they thought was the right thing to do with the information that they had. And I saw a huge difference. I saw an increase in people's levels of pain, just generalized pain. Um, people's mentality was very different than when I had seen them before. Um, and what was interesting was that my ability to touch people intentionally in a good, healthy way as a career, um, it also gives me benefits, which is, I mean, that's great. Like I, I love what I do anyway, but the fact that it can also benefit my health and, you know, help me be a better person inside and out is just just that much better. It's just, you know, cherry on top. It's fantastic. Um, research has shown that human touch, positive human touch helps increase your immune system. It, you know, increases those fighting cells that fight away the bad stuff in your body that can sometimes enter without our knowledge. And so during the time when a lot of people were super sick, I wasn't. And I'm so grateful and so thankful for that. And Um, you know, I followed all the guidelines that I was supposed to, and I was supposed to, and all of that, but it was amazing to see the difference in the people that had strong, healthy relationships in a, in their home where they had people that they could face to face and hug and hold hands with in a safe way, um, versus the people that were isolated and lived alone or just had roommates that weren't family or friends really. And they didn't experience that positive human touch. And so I saw a lot of people scheduling massages with me because they needed that safe, positive human touch. They were starved for it and they felt so much better when they got it. And I'm so glad to see that people are getting better about that now and are able to get their hands on each other literally in a good way more now. Um, but there's still like we have a culture in our society that we are very tech driven. We are very independent driven. Um, and I don't always see that in a lot of other cultures outside of this country. And I think we have to be careful with that. So be more aware, be more vigilant, be more proactive on seeking out positive touch. And also notice, you know, if someone touches your arm or your hand, notice how you feel uh, when they do that. You know, is it a warm, safe, happy feeling or is it a nervous, um, feeling guarded, maybe unsafe kind of feeling? That's important. Our brain is sending us those signals for a reason. So I encourage you, if you are looking for a massage therapist, I know some people that try out several different ones to find the right fit. There's nothing wrong with that. One of the things that you need to look for is someone that you feel like that their touch is safe, that you feel comfortable and safe with them. That's very important. And if you're a massage therapist, make sure that you are conveying that message and doing everything within your power to make your clients and patients feel safe. 
I hope this was an interesting fun fact for you. I loved researching this topic just a little bit deeper, especially when it came to the human development in utero. That was really neat for me. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And until next time, be well.